Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Jesus didn't come to give us freedom from some behavior. Jesus came, watch this, to break the power of sin in our lives, which is the greatest freedom of all. Somebody once said, all liberty is precious, but political and physical freedom are freedoms merely of the second order. Freedom of the first order is spiritual freedom, and this is transcendent. I like that. Can I read it again? All liberty is precious, but political and physical freedom are freedoms merely of the second order. Freedom of the first order is spiritual freedom, and this is transcendent. Jesus, the Bible tells us, came to set the captives free. I think of Luke chapter 4, the ruler of the synagogue. Remember Jesus, an itinerant preacher? He comes into the synagogue. The ruler of the synagogue hands Jesus a scroll of Isaiah. Jesus opens to Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Watch it. And to proclaim liberty to the captives and the open of prison to those who are bound. So Jesus sat down and then he gave it back and he said to 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 the people. He said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. In other words, liberty and freedom, Jesus is saying, will come through me. That's what he meant, grandma. That's what he meant when he said, today, this is fulfilled in your ears. He's telling them that he is the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. That freedom comes through Jesus. True freedom comes through knowing the truth. And when Jesus says you'll know the truth, what is he talking about? He's talking about a truth that is central to all things. He's talking about a truth that is a pivotal truth that all things hinge on. He's talking about a foundational truth which all things are built on. Jesus is making the claim that he and he alone is the truth. And all truth resides in his person. John chapter 18, verse 37, 38. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus answered, you say rightly that I'm a king. For this cause I was born and for this cause I've come into the world that I should bear witness to the what saints? Truth. And everyone who is of the truth. Watch that. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Conversely, if you're not of the truth, you don't hear his voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? 
And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and he said to them, I find no fault in him. Saints Pilate had heard all the Greek philosophers. He'd heard all the religious discussions about truth. He'd heard all of man's philosophies about truth, what it is and what it is not. And now Pilate is standing right in front of the truth, face to face with the truth. That would be Jesus. Jesus came. He said, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. What truth? What truth did Jesus come to bear witness of? The truth about God. The truth about men. The truth about sin. The truth about judgment and the truth about love and holiness and life and death. The truth about everything. Jesus claims to be the truth. Somebody say amen. Amen. Jesus claims to be the truth about the truth. If you continue in my words, then you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and uh, watch it. Truth shall make you free. Now question, free from what? Got your pen? Free from what? Free from, how about this? Searching for the truth. How about that? It'll make you free from searching for the truth, free from Satan's blinding power, free from the chains of spiritual death, free from the prison house of sin, free from fear and self and people and pressure, free from the shackles of ignorance. Shackles of ignorance are shattered when you know the truth. Chains of doubt and fear are gone. The truth shall make you free. Let me tell you one more thing. When you know the truth, You can't tolerate error. That's the truth. Am I right about it? And now, and now more than ever, saints, now more than ever, truth is important. You know, there was a time in our country where people used to search for truth, and they used to call them lovers of wisdom. Lovers of wisdom. And you would think in this internet age, that people would be more diligent to search for truth. Because now it really is at your fingertips. You would think that people would search for it and there's easy access to Google. It's interesting though, the opposite is true, isn't it? People have trouble with real truth. People have trouble with facts. Are you praying for me? People have trouble with facts. People have trouble with real truth. Have you noticed that people today can't handle the truth? People want to destroy truth, whether it's good truth or bad truth. Right? They can't handle the truth. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. Y'all already know. I love it. A few good men. Remember Jack Nicholson, Colonel Jessup, Tom Cruise, Daniel Kathy. You want answers? I think I deserve answers. I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I love it. I looked at it this morning, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Y'all thought I was in my office, like glowing in the presence of God. I'm like, oh, God, I love this movie. 
you can't handle the truth. People can't handle the truth. We live in a culture where people say there are no absolute truths. Don't they? The only truth that is absolute is that there's no absolute truth. Interesting. And those same people, watch this, who don't believe in absolute truth, they say, I need directions to Chapel Hill. And you say, well, take 40 east until you can't go any further. Well, they go the wrong direction. They come back and they say, hey, you gave me the wrong direction. You misled me. Then you say, hey, well, I thought you didn't believe in absolute truth. Are you following me? Because what? Because what? Huh? Because there is such tell of absolute truth. And Jesus is absolutely true. Am I right about it? Absolutely true. John, John 14, 6. I said it a couple of times. Jesus described himself as I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus doesn't claim to know the truth. He says, I am the truth. The word of God does not claim to contain truth. The word of God is truth. The word of God is not simply true. It's truth itself. Are y'all getting me? Jesus is truth. And if you know Jesus, you know truth. I might not know how to program a computer. I don't. I don't really know Twitter that well. I get confused. Like, I have a Twitter account, but I don't know. I, I think I can make a post and then I get lost. Like, I don't know who's under me. Can somebody teach me? Like, who's under me and how's it? I don't, I don't get it. And there's a bunch of stuff about Facebook I just don't get. I don't understand healthcare. Well, well nobody does, not even God. I mean... There's many things I don't know, but I do understand the truth of the universe and the truth of the universe is Jesus Christ. Am I right about that? And today, Christians, I believe that we have a higher duty to truth. Now, listen to me close. We have a higher duty to truth. Ephesians 425 Therefore, putting away lying, listen to me close, let each one of you speak truth with, it, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Put away lying and speak truth with your neighbor. First Thessalonians 5.21, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good or hold fast to the truth. We have to understand, saints, just because the news reports something doesn't make it true. We've got to understand that. And now more than ever, now more than ever, we've got to prove all things and hold to that which is true. We've got to stand for the truth and promote the truth and preserve the truth in all matters. Because, why? Because there are people and there are entities. Pray for me. There are people and there are entities, nefarious, insidious, spiritual wickedness in high places who want to divide with falsehoods. There are people. And I know that, like, it's hard for me 
And it's hard for us to comprehend the depth of a wickedness. The Bible says that these evil people lay upon their beds at night thinking of ways in which to do evil things to people. And it's hard for us to think that way because who wakes up in the morning and think, you know what? I want to do something evil today. I want to really, really do something very, very, very evil today. Nobody does that. I mean, none of us. But there are people in the world who want to demean and demoralize and destroy our country and the church. Colossians 2.8, beware lest anyone cheat you. That means to plunder or take advantage of you or take you captive, take your freedom through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of this world and not according to Christ. The devil seeks to rob and steal and destroy. Satan, I've said it before, is the sinister minister of fear. Satan will use fear to keep us from serving God. Do you know I read something yesterday was just fascinating to me? Interesting. Not in a good way, but interesting. The mainstream media, and I mean the mainstream media complex, that means everyone. This by no means is a partisan statement, so calm down. The mainstream media complex has mentioned since March, coronavirus, pandemic, COVID-19, 2.1 billion times. That would be a lot. March, April, May, June, July, five months. That would be a lot. Why? 2.5 billion times? You mean we need to hear it 2.5, 2.1 billion times in five months? Dr. Roland, you, are you a math doctor? Tell me how many is that per day? Don't do it now. Tell me later. <laughs> Text me. Are you an economist or something? What does he do? What do you? A statistician? An esthetician? <laughs> We've had dinner, I know. Yeah, but isn't that a lot? Okay. Why? Why so many? Some have called it. It's a weapon of mass distraction. A weapon of mass distraction that has caused a global fear and a global panic. And it's intended, quite honestly, 2.1 billion times, it is intended to get people to be afraid. And we're not talking about afraid, like in fearful, like I'm just afraid. Not that kind of afraid. Holy Spirit Christians, listen to me close. I'm talking to spirit-filled Christians now. We're talking about the kind of fear that makes you irrational. That's the kind of fear. A fear that's so irrational, it causes people not to trust God, but rather... They'll trust something that is not in their best interest. Watch this. 
If a climate of fear can be created and 2.1 billion billion times mentioned says to me, that feels like a climate orchestrated fear. If that can be created, then a climate of anger and bitterness and aggression can also be created. Y'all ain't praying for me. You ain't praying for me. We are in a raging spiritual battle and cultural war created by the devil. Matthew 27, 4, Jesus said, in the last days, nation shall rise up against nation. Now watch this. This is going to mess you up. Watch. Nation shall rise up against nation. We always think nation like China and America, Russia and this country, these countries, that nation and nation. No. The word nation is the Greek word ethnos, E-T-H-N-O-S. And that is the word we have for race. And it reads, race shall rise up against race. The goal is to undermine the American democracy to usher in the spirit of the Antichrist. What we see now is a hit job on the church. And the world. And the world. And remember, I'm almost done. Remember, Jesus said, he that has, we said it seven times with the seven churches. Jesus said, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. Or let him be discerning. He that is truly searching for the truth. Let them be discerning. He that is in love with the truth and he that is in love with Jesus, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. Remember, we got to know the truth about Jesus. Say amen. We got to know the truth about the word. We got to know the truth about the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. But, but that doesn't mean, I'm going to wait while you clap your hands. Everybody, how about that? And you at home, because it's true. It's true. Somebody once said it's tight, but it's right. Uh-huh. 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 We're in the world, but we're not of the world. But that doesn't mean that we need to check out in terms of our civic responsibility and our responsibility to understand the seasons. As I said, and I reiterate, we have a higher responsibility to the truth than even the world does. Because we say that we have the truth. Well, if we have the truth, then we have a responsibility to know it, to love it, and to speak it. And not let anybody silence you from speaking the truth. Somebody wave at me and say, Pastor, go ahead. That's right. Don't let anybody silence you from the truth. Because if you love somebody, you tell them the truth. And even if it hurts their feelings, and even if they unfriend you on Facebook, oh my God. I can't believe it. They unfriend me. I'll tell you about that lady. That she, I said something. I don't know. I didn't answer her quick enough or whatever. There's like I have 4,000 friends on Facebook or whatever. And she said, oh, you didn't answer me quick enough. I had a question and you're supposed to be a pastor. And uh. Now, I wanted to say, You need to get over yourself, okay? My life does not revolve around you, ma'am. I don't even know you. 
Oh, you're supposed to be a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to unfriend you on Facebook. And I told y'all, didn't I? I'm just going to unfriend you on Facebook. I'm like, so? What? Am I supposed to be offended because you unfriended me on Facebook? Oh, my goodness. She unfriended What am I going to do now? Let me tell you something. I got the same amount of sleep that night as I got the night before, okay? Well, losing all but somebody unfriended me on Facebook. The truth shall make you free. At home, did you hear me? The truth shall make you free. It'll make me free. It makes all people free. Say amen. amen. And you'll know it. It'll give you freedom. Last thing, last thing about this. And let me just encourage you. As your pastor and your friend, I do care about you. Stop getting into political arguments because it's frustrating you. I stopped that. I, I didn't ever really, I'm not like the argue person. I'm more like a, a fact person because facts are facts and people can't really argue against facts and if they do, they look real stupid. So I just put the facts out there and let them look stupid. I'm a lovely person, aren't I? <laughs> facts are facts. But getting into political arguments is frustrating you. Stop trying to prove which party is right. Because quite honestly, you know, or which party is guilty. Because honestly, the issue, and we just talked about it, just that much of it, the issue is deeper than party. It's a spiritual issue. Can you just show me that you agree by clapping your hands and saying amen? Huh? It's a, it's a spiritual issue. You need to know the truth. Jesus then said, I'm coming in for a landing. Look at verse 36. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free. If the son decides to make you free and he can do it, you are really free. And there's no strings attached. Now understand something really quickly. In this culture, if a slave was given freedom, he was also given a piece of paper that he was loosed. And nobody could put him back in slavery. Jesus says, I've set you free. I've loosed you. And nobody can put you back in slavery. Jesus wants to take you from a slave to a son. And he's the only one that can do that. If the son makes you free, you are really free. John 8, write this in your Bibles. John 8, 31 and 32 is the declaration of independence for the Christian. Is the declaration of independence for the Christian. And I read you this one last thing. Let me have your attention. A well-known name from the American Revolution era is the name Patrick Henry, you know. Henry, listen to this, is perhaps best known for his speech that he made at Virginia Convention 1775, in which he said, is life so dear or peace or so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Speaking spiritually, Saints, those are the only two choices. You can either live dead in your trespasses and sins, 
or you can enjoy life and liberty in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, because whom the son, come on, say it with me, whom the sons is Come on, just stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. And I want everybody to say it like you mean it. To whom the sons... Father, thank you for setting us free. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us enough to send your only begotten son. And Lord, help us not to be distracted by the cares of this world. Help us, Lord, not to be, Lord, thrown off course and lose what is important. Help us not to be partakers, Lord, in unhealthy discourse. Set a watch over my mouth. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.